This podcast is Into the Airbnb, and I am Jaesok. Today's guest is Dishan. He does Airbnb rental arbitrage on four listings near Dallas in Texas with his one business partner. He started last year, September, with one property, and he's on track to add one property every month. His first two properties made $2,100 to $3,000 profits every month. Initial investment needed for these two properties were around six dollars to $8,000 for renovation. During this coronavirus situation, more than 70% of nights are booked in the next 30 days. And how did you start it from your first one to looking for fifth one? Tell me about the story. We got into that B&B formula program and started implementing it in like August of last year. Yep. So we started um, learning about it all. And then we started doing our research and looking for a property. And then once we went through all the course material and we found a property, um, we contacted a few homeowners and we found a house um, where the owner was was okay with the idea and was interested in the idea. So um, we actually, what we do is we do rental arbitrage. And um, in order for us to continue to grow, we work with um, private money investors. Right. So we have... We have people that we've networked with through Facebook and um, personal relations that have um, worked with us and given us some capital to acquire these properties and furnish them and everything. And that's really the business model that we're currently running in will probably continue to run over the period of our business. You started your first one in around last year, August. Is that correct? Yes, we started it at the very end of August, um, but we didn't list it until the 1st of September. So we really started like the 1st of September. Right. And how long did it take for you to get the second listing? So we got our first listing started on September and then our second listing we finished in the middle of November. Right. And the third third one? The third one, we started in January. Right. Yeah. I see. Um, yeah, so I was saying that we our goal was to start a property every month. Right. And um, so we were a little bit behind on that. However... Um, I think that our growth has been pretty good so far, and we are going to continue to acquire properties as we're doing our fifth one next week and everything. So um, definitely got off to a good start, and we're just looking forward to continue to grow. And how much does it usually take to start a new two-bedroom house in Dallas area to run an Airbnb? So it really depends on the kind of property that it is, the size of the property. Um, I know you said two bedrooms, but even the, the square footage of the property can make a big difference. Right. Um, one thing that we've probably found or trying to stick to is for a two bedroom, let's say like two bathroom, we'll try to spend anywhere from like three to 4,000 on furnishing. That's usually right. kind of like our budget. And then it, it depends on the style um, of property that we're doing because our our business is called different, and yep. so every every property that we have is different than the last one that we did. 
So each style kind of comes at a different price, but I would say on average it's around three to five thousand, three to four thousand. Don't you need to put deposit for at least like six weeks in advance? I'm sorry, can you say that again? What's the typical amount of the deposit that you need to put into to secure the house? Yeah, so the depo- here the deposit is always the same as whatever the rent is. Um, so for an example, one of our properties, the rent is 2350 So that's how much the security deposit was also. Um, but typically what we do is we try to get a front end lease concession. Yep. So we try to get at least the first month free. And a lot of times we might just sign a longer lease in order to get that first month free. And that's, that's what we usually try to go for when we're setting up a property. Um, but we don't always get that, especially if you're working with like an apartment complex or a management company. So, How long is your contract for the house usually? Yeah, so it, it varies. If we're able to get a longer lease, yep. that will do that. So for an example, we have one property, we signed a 13-month lease, and we were able to get one month free up front. And then another property, we signed an 18-month lease, and that allowed us to get one, three months up front. So if we're able to get that concession, we'll usually sign a longer than a year. But if we don't get a concession, then we typically just stay at a year. Right. Understood. You have 21 days occupied in the next 30 days for the listing that you showed. That's about 70% occupancy rate right now, which is pretty good considering all those cancellations happening. What's your strategy? Yeah, so I'm in a, in a lot of, of the Airbnb Facebook groups. And so what I typically do is like once or twice every day and kind of just either give my advice on questions or see what other people are doing. Recently, there's been quite a few people that have posted some advice about what to do and um, pretty much everyone's saying kind of the same thing. And so what we've done is the number one thing that you can do is lower your rates. So we've definitely tried to stay aggressive on our rates and be lower than our competition. And um, that's probably the first thing that we did. And then after that, Um, We optimized our title and our descriptions to cater to the situations that have happened recently. As you can see with the title that you were reading from our listing um, about social distancing. And then in our description, we talked about how um, our cleaners are making sure that every every property is deep cleaned after every guest. Um, We have a picture in our main photo reel that talks about the house being clean and sanitized after every guest, um, just to ensure that the that people that are looking to book are comfortable in that regard. And um, another thing that we've done is made our cancellation policy flexible because Airbnb has given uh, more search ranking to listings that have that. We were originally strict, so um, at this time, in addition to the Airbnb extenuating um, circumstances policy that they've they've had, we already know that even if we have a strict cancellation policy, um, Airbnb has shown that they'll basically go around that. So there's really no reason to have a strict policy at the moment. Um, I would say those couple things are the most important. 
And um, I guess another bonus thing that we've done is we've given, we went back and messaged all of our previous guests, um, giving them a discount for their for themselves and for their friends and family if they wanted to uh, make a reservation with us, and we'd give them a twenty percent off discount. And then um, for guests that who tried to cancel or were asking about cancellation, what we did is we spoke to them and told them all the facts about the virus and um, tried to kind of ease their their tensions that they've seen all throughout the media and everything, and basically tried to convince them to keep their reservation in place, um, but just move it to a later date. And also adding on, giving them an extra free night in addition for keeping their reservation in place. So those are the things that we've kind of been doing that allowed us to either keep bookings or get new bookings. And it's been working pretty well for us. So I see. Yeah, that's pretty impressive how proactively you took those actions to ensure that you have good bookings. And so the, you mentioned that you lowered your price. Now I'm seeing it's $79 per night. How much was it before all those cancellations happened? So the listing that I sent you is actually a brand new listing. And so what we do with brand new listings is we try to, when we first list them, we try to be lower than the competition by about 20%. And so um, taking that into account and the fact of all the virus stuff that's going around, um, we had to be try to be as aggressive as possible with our pricing. So when when all of the all of the um, virus stuff starts to go away and we start to go back to um, all of the normal bookings and everything, we found that at our area other hosts have been charging anywhere from a hundred dollars weekday to around one hundred and twenty five to one hundred and fifty dollars on the weekend. So that's probably going to be our goal moving forward. Uh, but right now, as, as I said, because of everything that's happening and the fact that it's a brand new listing, we have it at that price. And we also have a dynamic pricing strategy. So the closer we get to a date, if it's open, um, the more we'll lower the rate. So it, it depends on how far out the booking is as well. How do you do the dynamic pricing? Do you use any tools? I actually do it manually myself. So what I'll do every morning is I'll check all of the calendars and <clears throat> try to see what's going on in the past couple days and try to um, reference that across the next few days. So <clears throat> what I usually do is I'll look about 72 hours into the future. And if there's any booking, if there's any days that haven't been booked yet, then I'll start lowering the price pretty aggressively. And um, what that usually does is it keeps people from, it keeps us able to get bookings at the highest price possible, uh, mainly because as you get closer to the date, there's a lot of other, other hosts that <clears throat> get booked. And so inventory starts to drop. And once inventory drops, but there's still a demand that allows us to get those higher bookings um, closer out and also maximize um, as much profit as we can. Right. So using that strategy, how much of the occupancy rate have you achieved since last year, September? 
so I haven't checked recently. The last time I did check, I believe that our average occupancy was about 87%. Wow. So um, we're doing pretty well. The listing that you saw and that I shared with you, um, like I mentioned, is a brand new listing. And so we actually started that one last week. And so the first day that it could be booked was actually last Saturday. And since then, we've been fully occupied right. and will be fully occupied for the rest of this month. So since that one's been available, it's at 100 ocu um, occupancy since today. So, And how much are you paying for the rent for the these, these property? So that property, the rent is actually 1400 per month. It's a two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment in a smaller apartment complex. Yep. But with that one, we actually got a pretty good deal where we didn't have to pay um, a security deposit. We didn't have to pay first month's rent. And so because of that, it's very low. So, and in that area, it's a it's an area that's in transition. So there's a lot of construction being done in it. Yep. But um, it's in a really good area. So it's close to a lot of good spots that are in Dallas. So you're giving 50% discount to people who are booking monthly, right? Have you? Are you going to continue doing this after all those coronavirus things? Yeah, so what we've noticed recently is we've, because of all of the, the travel restrictions, especially in our area, we've gotten more regional um, guests or people who are who were passing through here but have been stuck here. So our, a lot of our reservations recently have been longer. Um, I would say probably about a week or so. But with our current pricing strategy, um, we will be trying to get guests for monthly stays or more than a week stay. Um, but that is something also that we have to keep in our mind with our pricing strategy because if our, if our calendar is wide open, um, mainly if it's open 30 days and we lower our prices too much, um, guests would have the opportunity to basically get the property at a very low price. So we do have that in place still. Um, and I have it in the back of my mind when I'm lowering prices and um, just making sure that we have that covered in the back end for sure. Right. So if you can describe the ideal um, future bookings that you have, ideal as in number of nights that people booked, how would you describe it? Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So for us, I would say that the ideal number of nights would probably be the longer the better but probably under a month um, we haven't had too many guests that have stayed that long but we did have one specific guest that did stay that long and um, they didn't take great care of the property they didn't destroy it but um, there were some items that were broken and the cleaning after that period of time did take a lot longer than usual so I would say that we'd like to have guests stay as long as a week to two weeks or so, um, mainly because the less amount of turnovers that we have to do, the more we can keep more profit in our pocket. So that's usually what we strive to do. But the actual 
thing that happens is we'll probably have guests that stay about four nights, four to seven nights on average. When I looked into your price, if someone booked for three to seven days, it was $67 per night. But you mentioned that you're going to increase price by 20%. So that is going to be around $80 per night. And if you can achieve 87, 90% of cancer rate, that's going to be around 2.1K your income per every month. Is it is it something yeah. realistic for you? Yeah, so right now, with everything that's going on, our main goal is to stay occupied. Um, so with that, we know that we're not, not going to profit as much as we'd like, but in the end... In the end, the occupancy matters more than the actual profit as long as we're able to cover expenses because right now the main thing that most hosts are worried about is paying off all of their expenses. So as long as you can make enough to cover the expenses and you can make sure that that's not a problem over the period of time that all of the events that are happening right now are happening, then that's probably our main concern. And so because of that, our profit um, is kind of like on the back end. If we can make a good amount of profit for each property, that's um, pretty much a bonus. But as long as we can cover all of our expenses, that's probably our number one priority. Right, I see. About, uh, I think it's hard to talk about your the fourth property because this one is quite recent, but the previous ones, when you achieve almost 90% occupancy rate. What was your net profit? I would say um, quick numbers are on average, our first property, our first property is in a different location than Dallas. So it doesn't perform as well as our properties in Dallas. That's one of the reasons why um, we decided to get properties in Dallas. But our first property, that one on average, we make around 600 to $1,000 in profit monthly. And that's obviously gone down a little bit because of the seasonality and the events that have happened. But um, that's what it is. And I would say <clears throat> our expenses are our rent, which is 1850 And then um, our utilities come out to be at like $200. Most of our expenses come out to be like $200 to... Um, about like $400 when you add in the cleaning fees. So that's what it is for our first property. And then our second property has been doing a lot better. Um, that one usually gets us between like 1500 to 2000 for profit. Uh, and, 1500 um, to 2000 all right. Yeah, for profit <clears throat> monthly. And then the expenses on that one, is rent, which is 2350 and then um, our utilities, which come out to be somewhere around 500 and then our cleaning fees, which probably add on another three to 500 as well, depending on how many guests we have that month. So those are the main overview of the statistics for those first two properties that we have. Right. That means for like your second property, you're earning above five thousand dollars per month. Is that yes. correct estimation? Okay. That's yeah, that that sounds about right. 
So, thanks for listening to the Into the Airbnb. I hope you enjoyed it. Information about the guest and guest listing are available in the description. To find out more about vacation rental data, visit airbtix.com. A I R B T I C S dot com.